0: All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault, Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me today, none other than podcast Brian. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Mark. All right, we're going to make this a short one. Uh, I don't think that we need to overstate uh, what's going on here, but uh, you've certainly been watching the news. I've been watching the news. Everybody's aware of it now. Uh, We've got what appears to be an announcement made that uh, bans are coming. Within the next uh, 48 hours, we're going to be seeing something. So... Your thoughts right out of the gate.
1: Well, Mark, I mean, we've had warning of this, and we've been talking about all the things we need to do and the things that needed doing needed to be done two years ago. And, um, you know, I, I asked people to vote. Strategically, and there was just no telling some people that uh, once we'd gotten these this awful government out of power, we would have had all the choices in the world to to muck around with to fix our democracy. But no, people didn't want to listen to it. They bought into the uh, they bought into the machinations and the and the strategies of the of the liberals. And, um, and of the people running the Liberals, whoever that may be. And uh, they enabled uh, another Liberal um, uh, mandate, and now we're seeing the consequences of that. So I'm, I'm going to call the PPC voters out and point out to you that... Uh, um, if we had those extra seven or eight seats, the Liberals might not be feeling so uh, so tough about themselves right now, but we don't have them, and um, I'm not convinced that the bloc and the NDP aren't going to support them 100%. Not that it matters, because with an OIC, they can do whatever they want, and um, we knew this was coming. We warned everyone, and people didn't have the war in mind. They had the battle in mind, and we lost the battle and now we've lost the war. So um I, I don't I don't know what there is to be done at this stage. Uh I think a lot of I think shooting sports are on the verge of dying in this country. I think we're gonna lose billions of dollars in um business. I think uh firearms uh are are gonna are the companies that sell them and, and and the ranges that run, you know, uh, uh, their their activities. I think uh, it's it's done, and I think we're going to lose a lot of skill sets in this country. A lot of ex-military and ex-police, and even us, uh, competitive sports shooters, who are are not going to be able to uh, practice their their skill sets anymore. Um, it's going to be a net loss to the country uh, for. You know, sort of a backup to the military and the police um, for uh, you know national defense and and so on and so forth. Um, it's it's just it's very very upsetting. I can tell you that I'm looking at losing almost every firearm I own mm-hmm. at this stage. So I, I think I've got a Lee Enfield somewhere that I I might be able to keep, assuming that one doesn't show up on the list next. But um, uh, yeah, I pretty well, I'm, I'm on the verge of looking at losing about 18 firearms.
0: All right, so, so we've got corona season in full swing. We've got people that are already stressed out to an inch of their lives. We've got uh, the government deciding to capitalize on uh, what is a very tragic event out in Nova Scotia that has, of course, nothing to do with us uh, as legal gun owners. I mean, I, I, a couple of things that I glean from this that are a little more positive. And uh, not that I don't echo your sentiments, I think if we don't pull our shit together that we're going to definitely see a devastating, catastrophic, uh, you know, event that is going to damage the firearms community and industry here in Canada in a way never quite seen before. Uh, you know, I've seen the list. The list looks a little bullshit, if you ask me. Uh, you know, you see the AR-15 at the top of it, and you see some some guns, but ultimately, of course, we know that they want uh, anything with a detached box magazine with any kind of military derivation and uh, anything that's cool essentially that's that's they're going for anything scary and cool it's the 90s all over again of course and we all saw this coming uh certainly the people that i have spent a lot of time with over the last four years you know we've done our fair share of warning people that this was possible everybody out there that said that it wasn't uh i can tell you that it's probably becoming glaringly obvious now that it is indeed possible and uh, more importantly in the face of no evidence to support that it should be done. Uh, we've got that Nova Scotia shooter wasn't a licensed gun owner. Uh, the guns uh, were not uh, sourced uh, mostly, anyway, from uh, Canada. No, and they, certainly- were,
1: they, they were American, and yeah. uh, and um, he uh, murdered the officer apparently and used her firearms. To kill a bunch of people, and when the police were asked about it, uh, apparently they said, yeah, there was one military-style uh, rifle involved, and and that would be her patrol carbine. Yeah. And- um, so I, I don't know what the initial firearm was that he had access to in order to uh, kill the officer, uh, and again, it's a, an, an awful thing. Um, the other thing, too, is that apparently uh, some— uh, details are being deliberately uh, hushed up, which is that at least two incidences occurred where people armed themselves and threatened the uh, the murderer to leave, told them they would fire on him. Uh, I don't I've know heard- why
0: they didn't just do it. I, I've uh, heard I've uh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Uh,
1: again, it, you know, um, horrible situation all around. I'm going to point out that this is not the largest mass shooting in Canada. Um, I, I want to mention, again, that this is a, this is a spree murder is what mm-hmm. it is. It's not a mass shooting. Uh, it's a spree murder. Uh, everyone who was killed could have been killed with a single-shot shotgun um, and uh, because he was walking up to people on the side of the road with lights and, and siren blare, blaring and executing them. Um, as well, uh, the... Uh, again, we said the firearms were not were not legally owned, and it turns out that nine of the twenty two people were burned to death. They were, not, they were not they uh, were not they were not killed by firearms. And it's interesting because when Australia banned uh, most firearms uh, back in the uh, after the, the Port Arthur massacre. Um, the leading cause of mass murder in in uh, Australia became fire, became arson. Yeah. And that was used to murder lo- lots of people. And, uh, you know, we've seen it in France where people, 89, 89 I think, or 87 people killed in uh, Nice uh, by terrorists, um, you know, using a truck. And 11 people in Toronto killed with a van and, uh, you know, fires and all kinds of things out there can be used to kill people. If you have murder in your heart, the reality is is People I shoot with are a great bunch of people. They're all colors, they're all sexes, they're all, uh, you know, all political spectrum. They're uh, a terrific group and they're responsible and they're passionate about their hobby and their property. And uh, I can tell you there's a lot of people in this country right now feeling uh, victimized, feeling that there's a lot of bigotry out there, and there is, because I've been involved in some of the debates online uh, Globe and Mail, Toronto Star, uh, you know, the, the usual suspects, CTV, yeah. Global News, uh, C- uh, and CBC. And, you know, being lectured to by a bunch of people who know nothing about firearms, being told that uh, I need to give up. A- my toys so they can be safe and their children can be safe and just the, the rank uh, arrogance and hypocrisy of the whole thing. You know, if we could give everybody in this country uh, Narcan and opioids, they'd be perfectly happy with that and couldn't give a damn about the, the you know, uh, 10,000 people that are going to die from opioid addiction, uh, overdoses. But, uh, you know, that's... that's- you know, irrelevant. It's, they don't like guns. Philosophically, they don't like strong individuals. They don't like people standing up for themselves. Uh, they want us to be, uh, become all at one with the hive and, uh, they would rather see us living as termites and we're almost there. Uh, and it's, um, it's a very worrying time to be Canadian. It's a very depressing time to be Canadian. I can tell you right now, I'm depressed. I'm upset. Um, I want to call out the CCFR, the CSSA, um, and, of course, the Canadian Gun Vault and other organizations, uh, businesses, ranges, clubs uh, that are fighting hard uh, for uh, everyone's right to continue enjoying their property and to maintain their property legally and uh, responsibly. Um, but uh, I think we're we're up against a, uh, a wall here I I think this is the fight um, for those of you who don't think that uh, this is going to affect hunting you're wrong yep. sorry I don't, I don't we don't even have to debate about it you're wrong uh, you only have to look at the um, the media coming out of uh, of New Zealand right now yep. so they went through their huge uh, wrap up last year where they lost everything and ended up with something on the order of 19 percent compliance. Uh, but the media is full of what next are we coming after? And now they're talking about banning hunting altogether. So all uh, all uh, migratory fowl, uh, all, all duck hunting is going to be is going to be ended, and you know. If you're uh, one of those people who didn't see the need for handguns or didn't see the need for semi-automatics, um, and then what comes next is on you, yeah. and we're not going to support you. And, and, you're and, on your own.
0: Yeah, so. and, and, and you know what? And here's here's something that I take away from this: if you're if you don't own a gun that's on the list, uh, never mind that. Uh, I think that it's really important that you stand stand fast and steady to the man next to you and when i say man i mean person uh, you know uh, a, lot of, yeah, a lot of great women shooters great women out there a lot, lot of passionate women shooters absolutely. out there
1: absolutely a lot of a lot of gay people a lot of trans people a lot of white black asian absolutely. Uh, um, south asian uh, muslim hindu jew christian atheist uh Everyone under the sun is out there enjoying their enjoying their property, shooting, enjoying beautiful days on the range, uh, having a beer afterwards, uh, talking about their uh, their their successes and their failures during the day, and comparing notes. And um, it's all going to be lost. And it's,
0: it's going to be lost for no reason. Well, that's that's something that I would talk to you about and certainly to our listeners. I think that it's really important now more than ever. Uh, you know, you, you can sit there and say that we've written all the letters we have. Uh, I don't encourage people to write emails because it's just so easy to delete those. I, I tell people, call into your member of parliament. Let's get those phones ringing nonstop. If nothing else, it lets them know that there's somebody alive on the other end of the line that's very unhappy. That's a great place to begin. And I think that ultimately this is going to end up as a legal challenge. And I really do want people to anticipate, expect, and set aside the money necessary to fight this. And if there is at all a legal battle to be had, I, I can tell you right now, I'm, I'm going to put up a hundred gun, uh, guns, I'm going to put up a hundred dollars for every gun that I run the risk of losing. And that's going to be my contribution. That's, that's the place to begin. Uh, I can tell you that if this thing gets into a courtroom, we're going to make a strong argument that we've been the most harassed group of people in the country over the last 30 years.
1: Well, you know, Mark, regardless of what happens now in- whether or not I, we get to keep our firearms and their grandfathers say they grandfather them and they even let us continue using them. Like best we're best case scenario. They grandfather everything. They're banned now. No further sales. No further importations. But you can keep what you have. Yeah. Uh, you know, they maybe they change some of the storage requirements and uh, some of the verification. That's fine. Whatever. Um, but the reality is I want compensation for the way these people have made me feel. And you know what? I, I don't want the money from the people of Canada. The good people of Canada have, have enough pressure on them. I want the money to come out of the Liberal Party coffers yeah. because this is a political ploy. It's yes. a game. It's a game to them. They they laugh in our faces and they, they are consumed. With contempt for us, uh, and I know there are some liberals out there who shoot and who are probably listening to this, and I and I get it. Like uh, you know, here, here ultimately, here is my deal: I don't, I don't want to tell you who to vote for and what to believe in, but I will point out that the people that are in power now, who are the liberal party, they have no problem sitting in judgment of other people and their activities, and they have no problem telling people they're going to hand that stuff over for the betterment of the society that, th- in the way they see it they and, and that doesn't only go with firearms it goes with a lot of other things and you know this is the thin edge of the wedge this is the canary in the coal mine uh, you know, once once they've disarmed the populace, you know, we're locked in our houses right now, uh, people are are not able to pursue their living, they're uh, living off the government dole, uh, the, the hands are out, uh, some of the parties are pushing, uh, you know, uh, guaranteed incomes, and this is the way we should be living, and you know, it's just, it's just, it's a walk, it's it's a short walk down the path to, to Soviet-style um, um, existence, which is misery, yeah. it's absolute misery, and And anybody who disagrees with me needs to only look at Chernobyl um, to to understand. Crack a history book. Oh, God. (laughs) You know, so there is nothing good about that style of existence. And, um, you know, uh, this is one of the things that sets us apart. Uh, Tragedies will happen, but genocides won't. So... Um, you know, I, I don't think it's right to hold innocent people accountable for the actions of the guilty, and that's supposed to be one of the uh, key aspects of our of our jurisprudence. and the, the this whole, Uh, process flies in the face of that. It's beneath contempt. It's intolerable and it needs to be firmly resisted through every legal means. And if that means we got to hire a hundred thousand lawyers to launch, uh, you know, a million court cases, um, One for every firearm that we we may potentially lose. And, uh, you know, to be compensated uh, for the harassment and the vilification that we've undergone uh, for rank political purposes, then then that's what we need to do. And I say we tie them up for the next 10 years and we destroy the financial uh, viability of the Liberal Party. And let's make sure that they can never do anything more than run a friggin' ice cream stand.
0: I love the way you think. Anyway, I thought I would just uh, drop a short podcast on our audience, see you for a couple of minutes, maintain my social distance and yes. still and still keep in touch. It's great seeing you, podcast Brian. Thank you so much for your thoughts Thanks and joining us there. Right hey,
1: now. all you guys out there, stick together, okay? We can we can get through this, but we got to stick together.
0: Absolutely. Anyway, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram and as always, Canada. Don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.